It's now time for Talkin' Boxing with Billy C. It began as a podcast, went live on the net, and transformed into a full-blown empire. It's the only daily boxing talk show on the planet, hosted by the only guy with the balls to do it. Many have stepped into the ring. Many have tried to take the belt. And one by one, they've fallen. Another victim of the undisputed heavyweight champion of Boxing Talk Radio. Talking Boxing with Billy C is on now. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious, I want your heart. Coming to you live from the Billy C. Studios in Lake George, New York. I'm Bill Calagero and it's time for the Billy C. Show. Good morning, good day, good evening, whenever you're listening or watching. Uh, glad to have you part of our show today. We're glad to be part of your day. I want to give a special shout out to all of our viewers on Fight TV. Don't forget we got our app. If you want to download it, download it now. That's Fight TV, F-I-T-E dot TV slash billy c download our app today enjoy the show uh on your handheld or anything else and uh make sure you get the pay-per-views that are scheduled for this week this show uh is being brought to us in part by sal's neighborhood pizzeria an italian restaurant located on beautiful saint simon's island in georgia check out his website www.salsneighborhoodpizzeria.com i'll give my man a call 912-268-2328-912-268 Two three two eight. Find out why I drive all the way to, to uh, Sal's Pizza to get a slice. That's right. I drive all the way to Sal's Neighborhood Pizzeria to get a slice. That's a pretty far drive. Uh, I don't. I don't waste my time with takeout. It gets a little cold by the time I drive twenty hours back to New York. You know what I mean? Check it out. www.salsneighborhoodpizzeria.com. Today's show is also being brought to us in part by Gawk Box. What is it? Well, it's a neat little. Uh, a site that you can uh, save some money and help us. Uh, check out our website, billycboxing.com, and click on the Gawk Box banner. Today's show is also being brought to us in part by the Anthony Joshua Vladimir Klitschko post-fight show, which will be airing right here, live, as soon as the fight is over tomorrow night. Make sure you tune it in. Uh, we'll open up the phone lines. We'll give you our thoughts, uh, everything about that. Get your thoughts. Don't forget to uh, tune in for Billy C's uh, Anthony Joshua, Vladimir Klitschko, post-fight show. And finally, today's show is being brought to us in part by my book, Tom Molino from Bondage, The Baddest Man on the Planet, is available right now where all great books are sold. You can literally get a copy of this book by visiting uh, barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com right now. If you're looking to get a signed copy, don't worry about it. We'll hook you up with that pretty easily. All you got to do is visit our website, www.billycboxing.com, and click on the book. You can't miss it. It's right there. Hey, great news today. I want to uh, uh, announce officially and uh, welcome to our family is the Holyfield TV Network. That's right. We're glad to be part of the Holyfield TV Network. Uh, Now this show can be seen on the Holyfield TV Network, so uh, we're excited about that, and uh, we are, are making our debut today. Uh, so uh, we're glad to be part of that. I want to thank uh, all the powers that be that made that possible. Well, today's show, what are we going to talk about? Well, 
Let's focus on the biggest fight in the heavyweight division in a long time. I can't remember uh, when, well, I guess I guess truthfully the, the last time had to be uh, Vladimir Klitschko against uh, Tyson Fury, but there's a lot more energy surrounding this particular fight. And what we have is uh, the young gun, uh, world champion Anthony Joshua, who's uh, busted onto the scene. He's taken on the guy that pretty much dominated the heavyweight division for a decade in Vladimir Klitschko. Um, there's a lot of ramifications about this fight uh, for not only the heavyweight division, but for the sport itself. And uh, I, I just, you know, I, I can't wait for the fight. And uh, I think it's going to live up to the hype. We talked about that last on the last show. Um, a lot of people uh, feel it won't be, including uh, Larry Hazard, who was on our show uh, on Wednesday. And, uh, you know, he felt that it would not live up to the hype. I personally feel it will, uh, but we'll have to wait and see. Only time will tell about that, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls. Um, so we're going to talk about the fight. We're going to break it down. I got some emails to read. We got some other news. We may even have some time to open up the phone lines. But uh, without further ado, uh, I got to uh, welcome in uh, my man, okay? So uh, for all you out there, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, uh, he's a uh, New Jersey Boxing Hall of Famer. He's a Guinness Book of World Record holder, and he's a pretty darn good restaurateur. Please welcome the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sal Rocky Senecola. What's up, Sal? Billy C., good morning. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. I, there you go. Hey, you know, I got, I'm getting emails about the, your, your, mugs, custom, your, your custom-made mugs, man. I, you know, if you want one of those custom-made mugs, make sure you drop me an email. And uh, he's got a whole he's got a whole inventory of them right now. But, I'm, uh, I'm getting I'm gonna make them into like chess pieces on a life size chess board. And nah, maybe not. We'll see. Yeah, maybe stick away from that. But uh, anyway, Sal, we got uh, the big fight this week, and it's finally here. We're gonna be doing a post fight show. Absolutely. Vladimir Klitschko against Anthony Joshua. Uh, I have some interesting stuff I wanted to uh, uh, mention uh, first and foremost about uh, Vladimir Klitschko. Um, so, uh, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll read some emails first. I mean, uh, what, what do you vote for? Should we start breaking down the fight or get some emails out of the way? You know, let's, uh, let's get to the meat of the matter. Let's, uh, let's break down the fight right now. All right. So let's, let's talk about, let's uh, look about some things. So now I'm, that, now I'm, that, I'm, uh, I'm Sal salivated. has dictated and changed the, the whole uh, way we're going to do this show. I, I, uh, you know, or we can read some emails. Let's read some <laughs> we could do one or the other, right? <laughs> what was the right let's answer? Hey, you had a 50, 50% shot at that, Sal, you know, and, uh, uh, listen, we'll, I, think let, we should read some I agree. Let's start, let's get right into it. That actually was uh, what I wanted to do, but let's, uh, Let's 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 take a look. Uh, Vladimir Klitschko has pretty much dominated the heavyweight division for a decade, and you know uh, he was a world champion. He was regarded regarded by most as the heavyweight champion. Um, you know, I, you know during his uh, title reign, uh, he made uh, eighteen successful world title defenses, and uh, on, only two other fighters in the history of the heavyweight division has made more, and that's uh, the late, great Joe Lewis, who uh, made 25 successful heavyweight title defenses, and then, of course, uh, Hall of Famer uh, Larry Holmes, who made 20. Um, you know, uh, Klitschko uh, actually uh, was in 28 uh, world heavyweight title fights. Uh, he had two uh, particular reigns, but 
his last reign lasted uh, for slightly under 10 years, uh, to be exact, nine years, seven months, and seven days, uh, which uh, was the wow. second uh, longest reign in heavyweight uh, history, only behind uh, Joe Lewis, who held uh, his uh, world heavyweight title for 11 years, eight months, and uh, eight days. But some quotes that I wanted to mention, some some important quotes I want to get your thoughts on, Sal, uh, before we really get into it, is, uh, you know, Vladimir Klitschko ha- had a lot to say. Um, you know, he's a class act, and, and yeah. so is Anthony Joshua. But some interesting stuff that Klitschko said that really, really kind of hit home with me, and it really makes me think that Klitschko is a dangerous guy, not, not only because of his already uh, proven uh, accomplishments and, and so on and so forth, but listen to this, Sal. He says, this is Vladimir Klitschko. This is a guy that I just said, you know, held on to this belt uh, for almost a decade. He said, this is my chance, my opportunity, my obsession. It's become my signature fight. I have a chance to fight myself to heaven. Uh, how is it not going to be a signature fight? I'm a lucky mother effer, he says, which he never uh, says never. Uh, bad words. He says, uh, to get the opportunity to fight on the biggest stage of my career and with the attention I've never had before. I feel it uh, from the fans, even though I'm the underdog, I'm considered uh, like food for the Lions for this fight, and I don't care. Uh, I'm determined, I'm obsessed, and I'm not kidding about that. I've been totally reloaded. I don't have the pressure uh, of defending a title, uh, constantly defending, 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 and even uh, the pressure of trying to break the late, great Joe Lewis's records. I don't have any of those pressures anymore. I'm a free man. I now have the freedom in my mind, my body, and my soul, and I love it. I don't have the pressure anymore. I was like a hamster in a wheel, defending, defending, defending. Now, for the first time in a long time, I'm out of that wheel. But when you keep hearing about Lewis, the, the, it's still there. You know it's there. It's in the back of your mind. If you want to destroy a person, give them 10 years straight of success. To handle success for that long period of time is super complicated. Whatever Floyd Mayweather has done is outstanding. He's amazing. You have to respect that. It's incredible discipline. I had my success for a long time. Now I'm representing the majority of society because I've had ups and downs. I went down. Now I'm trying to pick myself back up, and it will be against Anthony Joshua. Um, Sal, you know, what do you think about that? I mean, you know, those comments, Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a guy that has let out a, a big breath of fresh air and he's a dangerous guy from that point, it seems like. What's your thoughts? Well, he is a very dangerous guy. And his words, you could sense and you could hear. He, he feels empowered. He, he's empowering with his words. The pressure is off him on the level that he did state. He's going into this fight. He sees glory. He sees and recognizes the gains from this fight and the opportunity to challenge himself once more. And whether this is his last hurrah, uh, one way or the other, he's empowered. And that's a very dangerous fighter. You know, he's got his age. He's got a lot of things going uh, uh, on with his experience. But the bottom line is he's feeling good mentally. And this fight game 
is very, very much a mental part of the game. Your attitude and your dedication, your focus, your blinders, your tunnel vision, if you will. And he exudes right now that, uh, that, that feeling and confidence of, hey, I've got nothing to lose. I'm going to go in there, put it on the line, and do my very best because that's what I do. That's how I'm built, and that's what I do. That's why I respect both these warriors. They're both kind of in the same mold with their mindset. And they're both going to be gladiators to the end until one guy has his hand raised at the end of the fight. I love it. I love it. I, I tell you, you know, what I gather, uh, and, and I agree with you, what I gather from, from you know, that quote, that long-winded quote, it was actually taken from uh, an interview he did the other day. You know, I, I mean, he emphasized it uh, time and time again and, and admitted um, that, you know, the pressure uh, really played a, a, an important part of, of his performance and, and was in his mind, you know, throughout his training process, etc. By him giving Floyd Mayweather the kudos, it was more or less saying, you know, here's a guy that's, you know, been on top for so long and is able to maintain uh, being on top. Now, you know, the, the, the one big difference that I see between Floyd and, and Klitschko is that Klitschko really fought everyone available to him in the division. We can't fault Vladimir Klitschko for, uh, you know, a weak division, if, if you want to call it that. Uh, the one difference between he and Floyd is that Floyd was in a position where he just picked and chose his opponents. Um, you know, Vladimir Klitschko fought who he had to fight and, and came out on top. But nonetheless, I thought it was pretty cool that uh, Vladimir Klitschko, you know, made that comparison and gave the, the uh, kudos to Floyd. Uh, for uh, you know being able to maintain that discipline and he used the word discipline which is something that you know whether you like Floyd or not uh, everybody has to agree that the guy is, is an extremely disciplined fighter and uh, I was glad to hear that uh, uh, Klitschko uh, gave him those props you know but uh, anyway I, I have a quote from Anthony Joshua that I want to read uh, and then let's you know just backtrack a little bit and, and read a couple of emails and then we'll get into breaking down the, the fight physically. But first, Sal, it's time to take a short little break. So uh, we'll be back in about, I don't know, I say two minutes, man. So uh, don't minutes. go anywhere. I think we'll get a refill. We'll be back. Yeah, you need a refill. Get it. Back the truck up. Sal's getting a refill of coffee. What I do is I pour this out of there into there. There you go. We'll be back in two. <laughs> Have you heard? Proactive Plus is faster and better than ever. Stay tuned for a million bottle giveaway and you'll also receive free shipping. Do you have troubled skin? Acne? Well, we have great news. With Proactive Plus, your acne can heal and you can help prevent new breakouts from happening. Don't miss this limited time offer. Give us a call at 800-567-0214 because we're going to let a million people try Proactive Plus risk-free and get two free gifts and also receive free shipping when you call right now. You heard it. This offer won't last long. So call Proactive Plus now and you'll receive a 60-day risk-free trial of Proactive Plus, two free extras, and free shipping. Call 800-567-0214. This is our exclusive radio offer, never on TV. Get your risk-free 60-day trial of Proactive Plus with free shipping. That's right, free shipping. Don't wait. Call 800-567-0214. That's 800-567-0214. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. 
consider this your warning. Now, back to the Billy C. Morning Show. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're listening to the Billy C. Show. Don't forget about my book. That's right. Get a copy of it right now. Just visit our website, www.billycboxing.com, and uh, click on it. You can't miss it. It's right there. And uh, we also want to give a special shout-out to the Holyfield Television Network. We're making our debut today, so uh, we're real excited about that. We want to thank all the powers that be, and we want to welcome a new audience to us. Uh, that uh, hopefully uh, you guys will uh, love the show as many as much as uh, many others do. But uh, I'm here with my man Sal Rocky Senecola and, and Sal. Uh, I got a Anthony Joshua quote. Uh, Anthony says, uh, referring to Klitschko, of course, he says he's got a good chin. Uh, how long has he reigned? Ten years? He says, yeah. You know, and, and before I go on, you know, that was a, the knock on Klitschko that uh, he he didn't have a good chin, and you know, early in his career, I, I think that. You know, he, he got uh, he got his defense tightened up a little with uh, Manuel Stewart. Uh, so prior to Manny Stewart, uh, you know, he was had a suspect chin. Since then, really, nobody's been able to get to it. So we don't know if uh, uh, how if, if it was a suspect chin, if he just uh, had to tighten up his defense or whatever. Uh, but anyway, he says he's got a good chin. How long has he reigned? Ten years? He says, yeah, he's got a good uh, chin. You can't be a championship fighter for ten years if he got a bad chin. Uh, that's the thing about the heavyweight division. All it takes is one shot. Uh, all these fighters that we uh, claim that have good chins are the ones who get knocked out by Vladimir. So he must be doing something right. I remember that Samuel Peters had a granite chin, uh, but they still ended up getting knocked out uh, down the line, and they don't go on uh, to do great things. So regardless of the chin, I think I think he's got something uh, right that works. And uh, I, I think he makes an interesting point, Sal, uh, about uh, you know the quest, the so-called questionable chin of uh, Vladimir Klitschko. I mean, you know he did he doesn't reign for ten years if uh, people can just uh, you know nail him on his chin and and he goes down. No, and that's one hundred percent true. I mean he's he's tightened up his defense. I mean he's been caught with shots, and you know what he's weathered the storm for ten years. So I mean he's got a he's got a pretty decent chin, and uh, you know that. I'll tell you what, I think in the end, it's going to be the chin. The chin. Well, you know, I, I mean, I mean, the thing He's is... He's got to withstand that. Well, the, th- the thing is, though, Sal, I, you know, what, what, what Klitschko had a tendency to do, and, still, and we'll see uh, how he fights uh, against Joshua, but he had a tendency to wait, and he's become very patient. It was very hard to hit him because he, he uses his jab so well, and he's got that right hand cocked and ready to go. And I think, you know, you're fighting a guy like this, Sal, and, and you know he's got this this devastating punching power. And you see, you, you can't help. I mean, from a fighter's perspective, right, you're in there. You know, you, you, you know your team has told you, you watch film, you, you, you prepare. You know he's got this, this, this hammer uh, as a right hand. And, and you, you know it's going to come. You, you, you know what you've done in training to, to try to offset it or avoid it. But you see it. It's right in front of you. It's cocked. It's ready. You're, you're anticipating it to come. What do you do as a fighter when he's so patient and waits for that shot? I mean, that's got to throw you off a bit, right? You know, Bill, I'll tell you what. It, 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 yes and no. Not, you know, if you fight a patient fight, 
and you know this guy's got this awesome hand, and he's going to look to have that hand cocked almost like an Ivan Drago in, in Rocky. Forget about it. But, I mean, here he is. And, and you know, that's where you take your, your, your steps and you try to outbox the guy. You don't get him that you don't give him the chance to get set to unleash that right hand. You hit him with jabs. You move a little bit. You you, you faint a little bit. You go down the body. You come up. You you know you you gotta work him. You gotta be patient, and that's why styles make fights. And that, and that that's the beauty of this game. And you're gonna have two warriors with maybe some contrasting styles. And Vladimir Klitschko very patient. He's gonna wait. He's gonna do his thing. He's got a good powerful jab. He's got a tight defense. And he's going to be looking to unload those heavy blows. And Anthony Joshua has been hurt. He, he can take a shot, but he's been down on the ground. And, you know, fortunately, he's gotten up. He's also got devastating power. So this fight, I, I don't know if it's going to go 12 rounds. You know, um, and, but, and, and just to clarify something about yeah. with Anthony Joshua, he, he has been down, but never as a pro. And we talked about never this the pro. other day. Yeah. And he's been down as an amateur, and he has been rocked as a pro, but he hasn't been down. But I don't know yeah. if he's ever been hit uh, with a with, you know with the power that uh, he's he's going to get hit with with uh, Vladimir Klitschko. It's going to be interesting to see. And oh. you know the the other thing about Klitschko, um, Sal, is that you know Klitschko had become very proficient fighting smaller men. If you go back and you look at the history and watch film of Klitschko and his uh, evolution, so to speak. Uh, you know, he, he actually, and his brother Vitaly as well, they both uh, became very proficient in delivering their punches downward, you know, uh, fighting a, a smaller guy. It really wasn't until, I mean, yeah, he, he fought, uh, you know, bigger guys, but a talented big guy like Tyson Fury uh, seemed to give uh, uh, Klitschko a little trouble, plus the unorthodox uh, game plan that Tyson came out with uh, to fight uh, Klitschko also seemed to give him a little trouble. And that was, uh, you know, his last fight, you know. So, uh, and I agree with you 100%, Sal. Anthony Joshua is a, is a, is a, a you know, his whole style is, is tight. You know, he's a classic style, textbook, right? I mean, uh, he goes in, he's, Beautiful. you know, uh, don't you, would, would you agree? Hands up. I love, I love Joshua. Hands up, delivers his punch, brings him back. Uh, he, he's deliberate in what he throws, and that's you know, and that's why I'm so excited. I love Anthony Joshua. I think he's the future of the heavyweight division. What is he? Only 28 years of age. He's only got 18 fights. I think he's got all of them wins by knockout. The guy's incredible. And whether it's going to be the passing of the torch or this is going to be uh, Klitschko's last hurrah and, and and devastating upset victory over a young buck lion, uh, that's the excitement that I see. In this fight, and what I also see, these are two class act athletes, and I'm glad to see it. And uh, that's that's it. Yeah, no, I, listen, you you can't ask for more than you know uh, the two best uh, fighters in the division. And I say the two best because I don't put Deontay Wilder uh, as the best. I don't. I know he thinks he is, but I certainly uh, don't agree with that. The one thing I will mention about Deontay Wilder, we talked about it earlier in the week was the fact that he personally wants the winner of this fight, but he also admitted that, you know, his team uh, may not let him fight him, which I think is BS. Because, <laughs> that, that's BS. Well, you know, at, at the end of the day, Sal, the fighter wants to fight. He gets to fight. He says to his team, I don't care what you think. I want so-and-so, right? That's Well, basically, they'll make it happen. They will have 
you know, they might take a little ballet sidestep, do this, do that, and say, well, we got to do this, we got to do that. But forget about it. If the fighters, if if uh, if uh, Deontay Wilder is sitting ringside, and the victor of this fight has his hand raised, and Deontay Wilder stands up and says, hey, I'm here, I want you, we're going to make it happen. The momentum and the excitement and the anticipation, not only just after a climatic victory, whoever wins tomorrow, but uh, having Deontay Wilder actually stand up and challenge in front of the world audience, you know, there's going to be some things in the work that will have to maybe help, help it come to fruition. We'll see. Yeah, no, we'll see. Um, let's. I got. Uh, I got a couple of emails. Well, let's read one, and then I got to take another break, and then we'll read the rest, and uh, uh, we'll go. Uh, we'll go on to you know continue to break down the the fight. I, uh, you know, and, and give our exact uh, opinions and all that happy stuff. But this first one is from my man Jesse. He says, "Hey Billy C and Sal, my predictions for the weekend." He says, "I got Anthony Joshua knocking out Vladimir in five. Billy, I just feel that Joshua will be ready for Vlad's clinching and movement. I think Joshua will move in and out, uh, looking for his shot, while I see Vlad trying to catch Joshua coming in. He will miss. Eventually, Joshua will corner Vlad and catch him with his killer combos. I don't think it will live up to the expectations as far as a wow, what a fight, but I, uh, but I think it will be good nonetheless. He says, I got Perez beating Campbell in a split decision. Quig. Unanimous decision over Simon and Pulev knocking out Johnson in 10. He says, uh, Zambrano, first of all, um, I, we're going to talk about this uh, a little bit later, but, you know, just remember that Anthony Joshua, and I'll, and I'll mention this a little bit later when we start breaking it down. Anthony Joshua, nobody loves Anthony Joshua more than me. I think that he's the future of the heavyweight division. Uh, I think that, you know, I just, you know, he's loaded with talent, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But make no mistake, he has not faced a level of opponent like Vladimir Klitschko ever in his life. Uh, so, you know, this will be part of his growth as a heavyweight champion should he get by. But knocking out Vladimir Klitschko quickly in five, I don't see it happening unless, unless... Vladimir Klitschko has aged so rapidly since his last fight and the fact that he is 41. Uh, but I'll tell you, I saw some training videos of, of Vlad, and he looks good. He looks good. He looks uh, he He's in shape, which he always is, and uh, I, I don't know. Anyway, he says uh, Zambrano over Moreno, uh, knockout in 10 rounds. He says, what's your thoughts on Carlos Zambrano? Um, you know, I like him, but he's, he hasn't fought since August of 2015. He's in a real fight uh, on Saturday, and, and I think the long layoff will, will show. I, you know, um, Mario is uh, a good fighter. I, I just, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, not fighting since 2015 and, and you know, being a top uh, fighter, I mean, I, I think the layoffs uh, definitely hurt you. I mean, don't they, Sal? Well, I had a layoff for 25 years, 66 days, but uh, I felt fine going back in the ring. Yeah, that's what but you no. said, but you wouldn't have been able to fight a, a world-class uh, fighter. No, but if no, you were active, you if you were active and you took that long of a time yeah. off like uh, Zambrano has, I think it's going to affect him over oh, more, well more than a year. 
Yeah, uh, you know, you take a year off. Uh, let's face it, I'll be realistic. Yeah, you are going to uh, have to work off the early ring rust, you know, just for your conditioning, your timing, and things like that. Nothing, nothing emulates or mimics a fight better than the actual fight. And and I, I, I think that can make sense of what you break it down. What I'm saying is, you can do all the sparring in the gym. You can move. You can you can feel what's going to happen, and you you can anticipate your distance, your range. But when you're in front of the audience, you're in a ring. You've got the lights on you. This is where it counts. Yeah, you've got to work off, get that time down, and you have no more time to practice because this is what you're in the shape and what you're in the gym for, and this is the moment that you are rising to the occasion. And no time to practice. You got to do it right now. So when you have fights every couple of months, as we used to. Uh, you you have that that momentum going for you. You have that continuity going for you, and you're in a rhythm. You feel good. Uh, but if you take a year off, uh, a couple times even in my career, uh, I had injuries or so. I, I had maybe a year span in between fights. Yeah, first one back is a little little. Uh, you got to get used to it, you know. Well, the whole thing is he's uh, he's in tough. You know, that's, that's the tough. thing. He's in, he's in a big fight. Uh, one last uh, thought that I'm going to read from uh, Jesse, and then i got to take a break. I'm a little over my time. He says, what's your thoughts on uh, Fan Long Meng? He fights on this Saturday. Uh, Fan Long Meng, he's a 29-year-old Chinese Southpaw light heavyweight. Uh, the computer has him at uh, number 74 in the light heavyweight division. He's 10-0 with seven knockouts. He's pretty big for a light heavyweight, six foot two. I'm not sure what to think of him, Jesse. Uh, he's been moved along extremely carefully. Uh, his best win to date was a fifth-round stoppage over veteran Daniel Judah, and that took place in July of uh, last year. He fights a, a, a stiff. I, I mean, uh, I can't, uh, I can't de de describe him any other way. He fights a, a stiff in Brad Austin this weekend in North Carolina. Brad has got a record of 12-23. and 23. Uh, and generally he looks for a nice, soft place to, to take a snooze uh, during the fight. So uh, we won't get a good feel uh, on him this weekend. But, hey, listen, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, I got a couple of more emails. We'll continue our breakdowns of the big fight, Anthony Joshua against uh, Vladimir Klitschko. All of that is coming up in two. The Billy C. Morning Show will be right back. Have you heard? Proactive Plus is faster and better than ever. Stay tuned for a million bottle giveaway and you'll also receive free shipping. Do you have troubled skin? Acne? Well, we have great news. With Proactive Plus, your acne can heal and you can help prevent new breakouts from happening. Don't miss this limited time offer. Give us a call at 800-567-0214 because we're going to let a million people try Proactive Plus risk-free and get two free gifts and also receive free shipping when you call right now. You heard it. This offer won't last long. So call Proactive Plus now and you'll receive a 60-day risk-free trial of Proactive Plus, two free extras, and free shipping. Call 800-567-0214. This is our exclusive radio offer, never on TV. Get your risk-free 60-day trial of Proactive Plus with free shipping. That's right, free shipping. Don't wait. Call 800-567-0214. That's 800-567-0214. Now, back to the Billy C. Morning Show. Interact with the show at billycboxing.com. And uh, we're back. You're listening. To the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be with us today. 
And uh, don't forget about Sal's Neighborhood Pizzeria, an Italian restaurant uh, located on beautiful St. Simons Island in Georgia. Check out the website, www.salsneighborhoodpizzeria.com, and find out what all the hubbub is about, bub. And speaking of Sal, he's with me now. And uh, Sal, we got another email to read. This one's from your friend, Joel. Uh, Joel. My man, Joel, says, uh, hey, Billy C. and Sal. Hope you guys are well. I was curious on the official Billy C. and Sal prediction for the monster fight this weekend, Joshua versus Klitschko. Who wins and how do you see uh, that uh, person winning? Um, We're going to give our official predictions in a second. So rather than do that now, I'll move on to his next question. He says, uh, lastly, Billy C., I ordered the Pulev versus Johnson fight on Fight TV. Uh, I'm going to watch it after I finish work. But I was curious on prediction for that fight as well. Uh, now, first of all, if you're not going to get, uh, if, if you were thinking about getting uh, the Pulev Johnson fight on Fight TV, don't forget to download our app so you can watch it. Go to Fight, that's F-I-T-E, fight.tv slash Billy C, fight.tv slash Billy C, download our app and uh, watch the pay-per-view. And speaking of pay-per-views on Fight TV, uh, beginning next week, we will have uh, the uh, embedded uh, code on our website so you can actually go right to our website and watch them, uh, which uh, will uh, be really cool too. So as far as the fight itself, uh, you know, I'll tell you the truth. I I think that it's going to be a good fight. I, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, Johnson's going to, uh, uh, you know, get knocked out and, and all this stuff. You know, Johnson's a tough guy. The only guy that's ever knocked him out so far is Anthony Joshua. And I'm not so sure Pulev has that power that uh, that that Anthony Joshua has. I, I've I've seen uh, Pulev fight. Like I mentioned the other day, I was ringside for his fight against Derek Rossi in Denmark. And I, you know, I've met him. I I sat next to him. I you know I couldn't talk to him. He doesn't speak English. But he's you know he's not as big as he looks sometimes in the ring. I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm five foot eight. I'm a small guy, and, and he wasn't, like, you know, so monstrous. I mean, you know, when I stood next to Nikolai Valuev one time in Germany, I mean, this guy was huge. You know, he filled up a, a, an elevator, you know. Uh, that was a big guy. Uh, Pulov isn't that big. Now, Johnson, I've also uh, met uh, Kevin Johnson in person and, and stood by him, and, uh, you know, he seems bigger. Uh, you know, girth-wise, I, I don't. I don't mean fat. You know, I don't know what kind of condition he's in, but I don't know if uh, it's going to be uh, that easy of a fight for Pulev. And you know, Pulev. Uh, you know, he's been he's been carefully moved. And Derek Rossi had him hurt. Uh, Kevin Johnson says he's going to break him down. He says Pulev doesn't scare me. He's a cartoon character. He might look serious, but that's because he's an ugly dude. And ugly people always look serious. Whereas, that's like Sal. He's always looking serious. He says, uh, whereas people like me always have a smile on their face. It is what it is. I I can smile in person and I can whoop his ass in the ring. He says, on Friday, I'm going to come and break him down and make him quit. He could take a lot of shots, uh, but there will will come a time when he's going to say enough is enough. It might be the fifth round. It might be the seventh. It might be the twelfth. It doesn't matter. All that matters is I'm taking the belt home. You know, Sal, um, <laughs> Kevin Johnson, you know, at one point in time, I really thought that he was uh, a major player uh, in the heavyweight division. As a matter of fact, I, I actually thought that he was the best heavyweight. Uh, but what turned me off uh, of him is exactly this. These kinds of, 
you know, BS uh, statements. He's, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You know, when he said that, you know, he's better than Muhammad Ali. I mean, I, it just so he, it turned me off, and then he never was no. able to produce. Uh, do you think this is a case where he's just shooting off his mouth, trying to just, you know, uh, fight the battle with his with his mouth? Uh, or do you think he's in decent shape and he's going to come in and, and give Pulov trouble? Because make no mistake, if he was in good shape, I think he does give Pulov some trouble. What do you think? I think uh, I think you're right. Exactly what you just uh, said is your assessment there. And, you know, Kevin Johnson, you know, for him to make that statement about Muhammad Ali, yeah, I'd have a hard time following and respecting him after that myself. But uh, if I was to bet on his words, my money's on him. But, uh, you know, let's see what fighter shows up. And that's the reality of this. You could talk a good game. You could do whatever you got to do. But when that bell rings and you're in a corner facing your opponent, that's when the fight starts. And that's when it all gets put on the line. So let's see what he could do. Sounds good. I think he's capable of, of, of beating Pulev, but I think uh, you know, we gotta see which Johnson's gonna show up in the ring and how good shape how good how good of a shape he is in. Do you have official prediction for uh Joel? Pain. Um I'm gonna go with Johnson. I'm gonna go with Johnson upsetting Pulev. We'll see. You know, I I'm almost inclined to to say the same uh, thing and, and I yeah. think that if uh Kevin Johnson, and I honestly don't know. I, I mean, uh, I don't know how, how good of shape he's in. I don't know if he's at the point in his career where he feels he just wants to collect a payday. But I think he's got the tools to beat Pulov. Uh, Kevin Johnson was an extremely good boxer. I mean, he could box. Yes. He had hand speed. Um, you know, and he, and he, when he was, you know, on the rise, I mean, he did break his opponents down. You know, I think that if if Kevin Johnson's in really good shape, I could agree with you that that you know he may very well upset Pulov, but the question of whether he's in good shape or not is is the million dollar question. Assuming he's not in the greatest shape of his career, and assuming that he's fighting in Bulgaria, I think the only way that he is going to win is by knockout, and um, I, I'm not so sure. You know, I. I I would love to go with you because, I, you know, as much as I like Pulev and, you know, I, I'd like to see him get a shot, um, you know, I think Pulev is going to win the fight by a decision that may be a controversial decision. I think Johnson is going to score. I think he's going to land some shots. He might even bust up Pulev. Uh, but as long as Pulev can st finish the fight on his feet, he's going to get the decision. So, but uh, but don't be shocked. And it's Sal. I'm glad to hear that you uh, went on a limb. Don't be shocked if uh, Kevin Johnson's beat beats Pula. Remember, I, you know, Derek Rossi. No disrespect to Derek, uh, because he's one of the nicest guys you ever want to meet. I watched Derek Rossi put Pula in all kinds of trouble, uh, and uh, you know, next thing you know, Pula uh, lands one solid shot to Derek Rossi, and the referee comes in and waves it off. Derek Rossi was still on his feet. Pula was against the ropes, uh, taking a beating. Uh, so I, 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 I don't know. You know, I think Maybe Sal might be some... on. I think you might be onto something here, Sal. We'll see. I think I got something. We'll see. My money's going to be on Johnson. Yeah, maybe I'll call you later, and I'll give okay. you some money to give to your guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, anyway, we got another email. This is from my man uh, Johnston, and uh, let's see. And then we got one more after that. He says, uh, "Good morning, uh, Billy C and Sal. I just want to say great job with the new." Uh, set up on the show uh, it's been looking and sounding great on this side of the pond and for all of our new viewers uh, Johnston is uh, uh, over in the UK so uh, uh, we have a worldwide audience which uh, that's great we're real happy about he says uh, I want to uh, 
I want a cup like Sal's coffee cup, so please hook me up. Johnson, drop me an email, and uh, uh, we'll uh, I'll put you in touch with uh, Sal, and he can uh, uh, custom make you one. I don't know what uh, what it would cost to get it to you, but uh, you know I'm sure it's going to be less than four or five hundred dollars U.S. So uh, uh, don't worry about that. But which, no, which, I, dro- which drop me an, which dro- dro- yeah, that Sal Sal's uh, showing you right now. He's got a couple. He's got a couple. Well, that one is custom. It's man, myth, the legend. That's uh, Sal. But he's got a couple of models uh, of the co- look. You're gonna spill that one. It's, look how fu- <laughs> you really do drink that much coffee. You know, like, I got yeah. a prop on the on the on on the set here. You know, I, I drank my coffee. But uh, anyway, yeah. So and Johnston, uh, by the way, if you're you're new to the show, uh, check out our website BillyCBoxing.com, and uh, you can read uh, Johnston's column. Uh, which is up there. He says, I know you got uh, a lot of emails about the eagerly anticipated heavyweight showdown between AJ and Klitschko, so I'm going to keep it brief. I think it's going to be a tentative uh, first few rounds when they try to uh, work each other uh, out, but then Joshua will find an opening and stop the big Ukrainian between the 8th and 10th round. The jab will be key in the opening rounds, and I think AJ uh, will have the speed uh, to be just ahead before finding the target, which will eventually end the fight. Um, thanks for your email, uh, Johnston. And, I, you know, um, I, Klitschko has a tendency to, to make fights extremely boring uh, because he's waiting and waiting. And, you know, what I read the quote earlier, I, I, I believe that uh, Klitschko is 100% correct that he's going into this fight without any pressure on him. And... When he fought tentatively, it seemed like, you know, that pressure, you know, in hindsight now, it seemed like that pressure was part of that. So it's going to be interesting to see if he comes out fighting in a different manner. Um, And, of course, there's going to be a feeling out around. I don't think this fight's going to end early. And uh, like uh, Johnston, should it go, uh, you know, 8, 10, 12 rounds, and if it does end, it's going to end in the the latter part of the fight. But uh, final email. And then we'll uh, break down the fights fully. Um, this is from my man Angel from Madison, Wisconsin. He says, Hola, Senor C. Uh, Anthony Joshua, I think, has the opportunity to bring about a new era uh, of heavyweight boxing. He's young. He's vibrant. He's exciting. Uh, he, no- he has knockout power. He's still uh, young, though, and facing Klitschko is a major challenge, but it is what it is, and it is what we need in boxing. What training advice would you give to Joshua as far as you... Uh, as how to fight and beat Klitschko. Every time a boxer fights a new opponent, one has to study the opponent. I'd like to your take as to what Joshua should do and what he shouldn't do when he faces uh, Klitschko. Um, that's a good segue for us to break down. Thanks for the email, uh, Angel. And, um, you know, I, I, that's a tough uh, question. I think the most important thing for Anthony Joshua, Sal, is patience. I think that, you know, the fact that these two guys sparred before uh, will help Anthony Joshua. Uh, It may hurt Klitschko. And the reason why I say that is because when you're a sparring partner, you're brought in as the sparring partner. And you're told before the bell rings, hey, listen, today, uh, you know, you're going to be working with uh, the fighter, you know, whoever you're brought in for. Today, we want him to work on on, on body work, you know, So, so throw some jabs so he can you know, you know, beat the hell out of your body, you know, or, or today uh, we want you to move around the ring because we want the fighter, the champion, uh, to work on, you know, fighting a fighter with movement. So, so being a, a sparring partner has a different mindset. I think it's going to be interesting to see if Anthony Joshua's mindset 
against Klitschko because the only other times that they have fought uh, were, you know, obviously in sparring sessions where he was brought in to be a sparring partner to do what they tell him. I'm wondering if that will help or hurt him. What do you think, Sal? You know, that's that's a beautiful question because, you know, many times my sparring sessions, I was brought in uh, for uh, Aaron Pryor. I was brought in for, for uh, 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 Rocky Lockridge. Uh, I even sparred Bobby Chez. And, and you know, you, you, you have your place. And the one time I opened up against Kenny Bang Bang Bogner and, you know, you, you, you do have exactly what the trainers say. Hey, do this. Make sure you're working like that. And, and you know, you you, you, you you do what you do. And um, yet in your mind, you say, hey, you know what? I'm doing what I'm supposed to do here for this case. But, you know, I, I feel if I really can, I can possibly move this way and, and, and take him out with that and do this and that. So, yeah, I think this could be empowering for Anthony Joshua saying, hey, I don't have any governor on my idol. I, I can go and, and do what I know I can do, and I, I felt comfortable the first time I was in a ring sparring. So now I'm going to let it go, come out, and uh, and I'll show them what I can do. That's it. I think it's it's good for the sparring partner. I'd rather be you know the sparring partner going into the fight than facing the the the, the than being the fighter who is fighting his sparring partner. So you think that uh, mentally. Uh, a sparring partner might be saying to to you know the fighter that now he's fighting for real. You know you didn't see nothing. You know now you know I was told to to do this, and now you're going to yeah. see the real me. Is that what you're basically saying? Uh, that's what I'm basically saying. You know, basically, yeah, because you know, you know, when you're brought in as a sparring partner, and and I've been in a ring with some of the world's best, and and it's great, and you know, you're excited, and, and but you're doing what you got to do, and you know, and and you're still toying with the idea, saying, wow. I'm in here with Aaron Pryor, and I'm doing what I can do, and I can move like this. And man, what would happen if we ever had a chance? And and you know, so it 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 is exciting, and you can think about those things. And whether the reality of it is, Anthony Joshua is in this exact position. I mean, when he was first sparring Vladimir, you know, he probably was saying, "Okay, I'm going to do what I'm told to do, and I'm going to make sure I keep it on track." But, you know, now, hey, guess what? Sparring's over. We're going to school right now. And the bottom line is I, I don't have anybody telling me not to do this or make sure I do that or whatever. I'm going out there showing my free-form self, and I'm going to land some dynamite and, and make sure it's my fight. Each of these fighters, being the way they are, they're warriors, and they've got to fight their fight. They can't fight the other person's fight. And that's what's going to make the difference in this fight. Now, from the other perspective... From uh, yeah. from Vladimir Klitschko, you know, here's a guy that you know uh, brings a kid in to spar to get him ready for a fight. Um, does he feel that he's already won because he, in his mind, he's you know had his way with with him in in the ring uh, in, in the sparring sessions, or is it the same as what we're saying? Is he saying, well, geez, maybe I didn't see the best Anthony Joshua in, in sparring, uh, you know, or, or is he thinking, well, I know how this kid moves. I already have a, a feel for him. And does that mean that these two guys won't have, you know, feel out rounds, so to speak? Um, I, you know, what's the, what's the perspective from the other side, from the guy who, you know, uh, was the, was the champion, so to speak, or, or at least the a fighter and, and, right. you know, against the sparring partner. What, what, what's that perspective from you? I'm going to go, I'm going to go with your, uh, uh, former comment, not the latter. And what I mean by this is, yeah, he, he bringing a sparring partner in 
the the fighter that's getting in shape that you bring the sparring partner in not that he doesn't know any better i mean he understands but he he's doing his thing so he feels he feels he is already one up on his sparring partner uh he feels he is the elitist in a sense and uh so on that level, Klitschko's going to feel, look, I'm pretty familiar with this guy. I know he's not going to really show me too many different uh, uh, things that, that I'm not already used to. So it's kind of empowering for Klitschko to go in there anticipating, well, I know what he, I can expect from him. So, yeah, you have two perspectives. Uh, and that's what also is one of the variables that's going to make this fight a pretty good fight. Because you have the sparring partner in Joshua that's coming in saying, hey, I'm ready. I know what I can do against you, and you haven't seen me yet. And then you have Klitschko saying, well, I know what I can do with this guy. I've been in a position with him. I know some of his weaknesses and flaws, and I've exposed him, and I'm going to go after him. So that's what makes it such a great contrast as well. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Um <laughs> Vladimir Klitschko, I, we take a look at Vlad, you know, we, we mentioned, uh, you know, he's, he was a champion for, uh, you know, almost a decade. Uh, he's got a career, he's 41 years old, he just turned 41 in uh, this past March. Uh, you know, his record to date, 64 wins, 53 coming by knockout, uh, which has given him a 78% knockout ratio. Uh, he has lost four fights. Three of those four have been by knockout. The only fight that he lost, that he was not knocked out in, was his last fight when he lost the title to Tyson Fury. Now, that was November of 2015. So it's been a while since Vladimir Klitschko has been in the ring. But like I said earlier, you can't deny the resume of Vladimir Klitschko. Throughout his career, which started a very long time ago in 2001, He's fought the best fighters available in the heavyweight division. In the beginning of his career, he fought Ray Mercer. Uh, when he fought for, uh, uh, I'm sorry, he, fought, he, he started uh, long before 2001. But uh, what I'm saying uh, is, is uh, he fought uh, uh, title fights since 2001. Uh, Charles Shufford. Uh, he fought uh, Francis Botha, uh, Francois Botha. Uh, Ray Mercer in, in, a, in a great fight, Jamal McCline, Corey Sanders. These were all big names during that time uh, in the early 2000s. Lamont Brewster, Sam Peter, Chris Bird, Calvin Brock, uh, you know, uh, Soltron of Bragamov. I mean, all these guys, you know. And then, you know, when he lost and came back, you know, uh, he's looking uh, at, uh, at, well, the Corey Sanders fight uh, was when he lost. So that he regained his uh, uh, title. Uh, and fought, uh, you know, like I mentioned, the Chris Birds and, you know, collected all the belts and then uh, started uh, defending against all the guys that were available to him. Tony Thompson, Hasim Rockman, Ruslan Shigaev, you know, that was a fighter during that time that I thought was the best heavyweight. And, you know, he proved to me that a big, big, uh, a good big man will beat a good small man. Because although in 2009 when Shigayev fought um, Klitschko, I felt that Shigayev was, was the better fighter. He had no answer for the size differential. Uh, you know, also uh, Klitschko beat uh, Eddie Chambers, Samuel Peter, David Hay uh, in uh, what was a joke of a fight. David Hay is the joke himself. 
Uh, he did have some uh, easier fights, uh, like uh, against uh, Jean-Marc Mormack. Uh, uh, Francisco Piata was a guy that worked his way up. Maurice Wack uh, got his chance. He fought him. Uh, Alexander Povetkin, which uh, a lot of people wanted to see him fight Wilder, but unfortunately, uh, with all the uh, uh, performance-enhancing drugs issues. Um, and in 2014, he fought Kubat Pulov, a guy that we were talking about uh, earlier. And that, ladies and gentlemen, in my opinion, throughout his whole Stella first ballot Hall of Fame career, was the most exciting fight I saw him in. And I think that if we saw Vladimir Klitschko fight the way he fought Cuba Pulov in all of his fights, we would be thinking and looking at Vladimir Klitschko, not that I don't think he's not a Hall of Famer, not that I don't think he's you know, an all-time great heavyweight, et cetera, et cetera, but I think the, the discussion about him would be totally different, uh, similar to Mike Tyson, even though Mike Tyson... Uh, you know, uh, when his career was, when his heyday was over, you know, he really uh, sunk to lows. And But people still remember that excitement factor and still regard him as a, as a great fighter. And I think that Vladimir Klitschko is a great fighter, but people won't remember it as much because he wasn't an exciting fighter. He also beat Bryant Jennings and then, of course, losing to Tyson Fury. Sal, uh, before I uh, give a little breakdown of uh, Anthony Joshua, and by the way, uh, Vladimir Klitschko is six foot six. He's got an eighty-one inch reach, which is uh, he's a he's a he's a big guy. There's no question about it. He's a monster. Um, do you think uh, that Vladimir Klitschko's style was his worst enemy during his career? The way the way people are looking at him now, not in terms of wins and losses, because it was very successful to win. But do you think the perception and because he was a safety first fighter, do you think that's hurt him? with the way the boxing fans look at him? Well, I think, it, like you said, he, he was never really a, that exciting, personified, electrified fighter that's going to bring it. He was very stoic in his mannerisms, and he was very cool, calm, and collective. He knew what he wanted to do. He knew what his limitations were. He knew how to execute his... He, he never got really taken off his style, off his track. And will it hurt him? I mean, the guy—the guy's already a proven commodity. I mean, you're a heavyweight champ for a ten-year reign, and you've gotten—I mean, this guy's got so many, so many great fights and great victories. Um, you know, you got to give him credit where credit is due. And uh, you know, I, I think that uh, his style is his style, and and it's been a proven one that works for him. Is it the most exciting? No, but uh, it works for him, just like Mayweather. Mayweather's got his style; it works for him. You know, uh, Vladimir Klitschko uh, basically was, uh, most people looked at him as the undisputed world heavyweight champion. He had every major belt except for one, and that was the WBC belt. And if you guys remember, uh, the reason he didn't have that belt uh, was because his brother had it for all those years. Uh, both uh, Vitaly and Vladimir were uh, reigning champions at the same time. But then uh, Vladimir wanted to get that WBC belt and uh, came up short uh, and uh, never, uh, never held on to that one. Uh, so uh, uh, that was one thing that uh, uh, he did not uh, obtain. Now, when we take a look at Anthony Joshua, what we see here, uh, and, and by the way, both had uh, 
extremely uh, successful amateur careers, uh, gold medal winners, etc. Anthony Joshua, uh, obviously, uh, when uh, when Vladimir Klitschko made his pro debut, Anthony Joshua was seven years old. You know, and he's uh, that was twenty years ago. Uh, he's twenty seven right now. Uh, he's undefeated. Uh, Eighteen wins, all coming by knockout. Uh, which, uh, in case you skipped math that day, uh, it's a hundred percent knockout ratio. Um, he's uh, six foot six, and believe it or not. He's got an inch arm reach advantage over Klitschko. Now, it's only an inch, but does that make much of a difference for a game plan for uh, either fighter, Sal? No, not one inch. Not one inch. <laughs> not one not, inch. Not one <laughs> inch. <laughs> Forget about it. Yeah. No, you know what? Let me tell you something. One of the things that's so, so funny you were mentioning earlier, and not that my career was ever on the level of these guys, and I'm humble enough to say that. But, uh, you know, I always faced a taller, leaner opponent, a uh, heavier opponent or just a taller opponent. So my style, I knew how to fight and how to get inside and how to work in and hit the people and faint and, and do all that stuff to get to my taller opponent. I have more trouble when I face somebody my size or shorter. I'd win, but I have to find a way to make it work. It was awkward. I was used to a tall, lean guy, five, six inches taller than myself, and I, I had no problem. I was confident. It was, it was easy. These guys are the same height, but that inch difference in reach is not going to be an issue at all. I wouldn't think so either. I no, mean, it's uh, not going to be an issue. Uh, it's uh, not going to be an issue. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't think. But uh, yeah. anyway, Anthony Joshua. When you take a look at his resume, you know, a lot of people say that he has a weak resume. You know, I disagree with that. And, um, you know, I have some strong feelings why. And I'm going to tell you about those strong feelings when we come back. Because uh, right now, uh, we got to take a short uh, uh, little break here. So uh, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to go over Anthony Joshua's uh, resume. And, you know, let you decide. And maybe we'll even have some time to, to open up the phone line. So uh, if you're interested in calling in, get ready. Don't call in until we say so because we got to, <laughs> you know, we can only uh, take one caller at a time. And we actually got to kick Sal to the curb when, that, when and if that happens. So, listen, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll continue our discussion. Anthony Joshua against Vladimir Klitschko, the biggest heavyweight uh, title fight. Uh, in quite some time, and uh, I'm in the middle of uh, breaking down Anthony Joshua, uh, and then both Sal and I will give you our predictions, and we'll go from there. We'll be uh, back in about two minutes. The Billy C. Morning Show will be right back. Have you heard? Proactive Plus is faster and better than ever. Stay tuned for a million bottle giveaway, and you'll also receive free shipping. Do you have troubled skin, acne, Well, we have great news. With Proactive Plus, your acne can heal and you can help prevent new breakouts from happening. Don't miss this limited time offer. Give us a call at 800-567-0214 because we're going to let a million people try Proactive Plus risk-free and get two free gifts and also receive free shipping when you call right now. 
You heard it. This offer won't last long. So call Proactive Plus now and you'll receive a 60-day risk-free trial of Proactive Plus, two free extras, and free shipping. Call 800-567-0214. This is our exclusive radio offer, never on TV. Get your risk-free 60-day trial of Proactive Plus with free shipping. That's right, free shipping. Don't wait. Call 800-567-0214. That's 800-567-0214. Now, back to the Billy C. Morning Show. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And... You're listening to The Billy C. Show. Glad you could join us today. And I want to give a special shout-out to a new television network we're on, the Holyfield Network. Glad to be part of the Holyfield TV Network and uh, their sports programming. And uh, we look to be uh, here on the Holyfield TV Network for a long time. And uh, stay tuned. We'll uh, be announcing some more uh, networks that we're being added to in the very near future. Um, Sal, uh, uh, we got uh, we're in the middle of talking about Anthony Joshua, and you know when, before we went to break, I had said that you know a lot of uh, people say that he's had it easy, and that um, some suggest that you know his toughest uh, uh, opponent was Kevin Johnson. Um, I disagree. You know when I look at Anthony Joshua's uh, uh, career uh, when he turned pro, I mean he he. Uh, uh, opened up his his professional career knocking out an undefeated fighter in uh, Emmanuel uh, Leo who was 8-0 uh he uh, knocked him out he also beat um some really tough journeyman fighters in guys like Matt Skelton uh, early in his career um constant uh, uh Constantine Eric who who was also uh, a journeyman fighter but a tough guy uh, Dennis Bakatov which was a, a big fight um, for an international belt uh, back in 2014. Michael Sprout, uh, this was a guy, I know he doesn't have a flattering record, but he's a really tough uh, British fighter. Uh, and then uh, he fought uh, uh, Kevin Johnson, uh, which was a, a big win for him. Uh, first time stopping, uh, uh, jo- first time Kevin Johnson was ever stopped. Uh, that fight took place in 2015. Uh, he fought uh, undefeated fighters back-to-back in uh, Gary Cornish, and then Dillian White, uh, and then actually uh, when he got his shot for the world title against Charles Martin, Martin was also undefeated, and, and he knocked out all these guys, you know. Uh, in a really tough fight, uh, Dominic Brazil, I thought, was another good opponent. Dominic Brazil had been uh, kind of coddled a little bit, but he's a tough guy. I mean, Sal, you and I watched uh, this fight, and, and uh, Brazil was down a, a couple of times but kept, get, kept getting up, and, you know, we kind of thought, I don't know. My 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 thought of of him went up after this fight, despite losing. But I mean, he he was a tough fighter. This was a guy that I would have rather have seen Joseph Parker fight versus uh, the guy they put him in with, uh, uh, Kajanu. You know, I I thought Dominic Brazil uh, might have been rushed a little too much. Maybe conditioning was an issue. But uh, I I liked that performance. What, what did you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, we saw that fight. And Dominic Brazil, <laughs> don't have any second doubt about it. This guy is one tough fighter. And uh, he's hard to put out and to, to stay out. And he's very durable. He's got some pop in his punch. And, yeah, I, I like Dominic Brazil very much. 
And, you know, don't forget that uh, when he did fight uh, Dillian White, uh, White was undefeated. They were on a collision course. And, and I have a feeling that should Dillian White uh, continue on the rise again, his only loss was against Anthony Joshua, that these two guys will meet again uh, at some point. His last fight was against Eric Molina. Um, as a world champion, this might have been... Um, you know, his easiest fight. I, I thought that uh, Charles Martin was a questionable fight. I mean, we, we really didn't know. He, he dominated Martin in that fight. And then the Brazil fight. And then his next fight was against Eric Molina, who gave uh, Deontay Wilder some trouble before Wilder stopped him. I mean, let's be real. Wilder did stop him. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, I think that Anthony Joshua has had a uh, pretty tough fight. But, uh, you know, this just in, I, he the weigh-ins uh, just took place uh, over in... Uh, uh, England and uh, Vladimir Klitschko came in uh, in his typical fighting uh, shape around 240 pounds but Anthony Joshua Sal came in uh, on the scales uh, around 250 pounds this happens to be the heaviest that he's ever weighed for a professional fight what's your thoughts on this I, what's this an in indication of I mean I can't possibly think that Anthony Joshua is taking this fight lightly. Uh, what's your thoughts on, on this weight? I mean, he's several pounds uh, heavier than he was in his last fight. Well, you know, I, looking at this young 28-year-old Adonis, if you will, I'm going to have to say some of that weight might be just muscle. And, you know, as active as he can be or so, he's, he's a young man. So a lot of this, you know, you're still developing your muscle tissue. You still have a, a, a peak for that period to, to occur up until your, your early to mid-30s. So he could be building muscle tissue and he could be losing some fat. So, you know, if that's 10 pounds of muscle or 5 pounds of muscle, he's going to, you know, we're going to see it. If it's, if it's a little thicker coating of skin, we're going to see. But I don't think he's going to come in less than the stellar shape. So I'm going to have to say that added weight may be a lot to do with a muscle not the, the density of a muscle tissue, not the extra hamburgers in between rounds. I don't understand how much more muscle he could put on. I mean, like well, you just said, he, he, you know, I mean, he had a, 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 his body was in pretty good shape. So I guess time will tell and we'll know, we'll uh, you know, tomorrow night. But, uh, uh, okay, here we go. The, 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 the fight itself, um, you know, he, here's how I see it going. And then uh, we'll get Sal's thoughts, and, and uh, we'll try to uh, maybe uh, open up the phone line for uh, one, or, one or two callers. But, um, you know, I, I, we've been saying it all along. I, this is how I see the fight going. I see the first uh, round or two or even three being fought very cautiously. I don't think that uh, um, Anthony Joshua is going to rush in. I, I think that he has a, 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 a lot of respect for uh, – Vladimir Klitschko, I certainly hope he does. And I think he's going to be cautious. I think he's going to try to get a feel for uh, Vladimir Klitschko's pawing jab. Uh, I think uh, he's going to try to get a feel for that. I think he's going to try to, you know, tighten up uh, his distance so he can uh, uh, move in uh, a little bit uh, uh, later in the fight. Now, in the first couple of rounds, I think Vladimir Klitschko is going to be doing something similar. I think he's going to come out. He's going to try to establish his pawing jab. He's going to have that right hand cocked and ready. And he's going to be pretty much uh, fighting that style for the entire fight. I think that uh, Vladimir Klitschko is going to hope and he's banking on 
that Anthony Joshua makes a mistake or two or three, and he's going to want to capitalize on that mistake, maybe with a counter uh, right hand and, and catch Anthony Joshua and then move in for the kill. Uh, I would like to see Vladimir Klitschko uh, say to himself, this is it, this is my last hurrah, I'm out of the hamster wheel, like he referred to in the quote that I mentioned earlier, and come after Anthony Joshua with no respect. Uh, I think that if he did that, that's his best shot of winning this fight. I think that if he comes in and fights the normal Vladimir Klitschko way, which is cautious, paw and jab, waiting for an opening, waiting for a mistake, waiting, 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 patience, patience, patience. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, a typical boring fight of Klitschko. I think that if he fights like that, that this is Anthony Joshua's fight. However, I think if Vladimir Klitschko jumps on Anthony Joshua, comes out quickly, comes out with no respect, comes out with both hands, you know, ablazing, so to speak, uh, looking for an early knockout, something that is not in his repertoire. I think he's that's his best shot at beating Anthony Joshua. I think Anthony Joshua will wait. He's going to wait, and he's going to wait. And then he's going to become more aggressive around the fifth round. I think by the fifth round, he will uh, have uh, gotten his distance okay. They may or may not have made an adjustment or two uh, in the corner. He's a very well-rounded guy. He listens to his corner. Uh, I'm assuming that he's going to be uh, very well prepared for, for Klitschko. There's certainly a lot of footage for him uh, that uh, could be studied. Uh, I do think that Anthony Joshua is still young and uh, has a lot to learn, and he's going to learn a lot in this fight. But... I believe that Klitschko will fight his normal way, even though I think his shot at winning would be to be come out aggressive. And as a result, I think Anthony Joshua will uh, will you know find his distance and then slowly break down Klitschko. And I do believe that this fight will end via a stoppage, whether it's a knockout or a TKO, uh, late in the fight. And Anthony Joshua will be the victor. And uh, will change uh, the heavyweight division, the, the uh, complexion of the heavyweight division. I believe that Anthony Joshua, uh, I think not only does the heavyweight division need Anthony Joshua to win, and win in exciting fashion. That's why I feel that Anthony Joshua has to, you know, maybe be patient for a few rounds, but he eventually has to go in for that kill uh, because he has to win this fight not only on the scorecards, but I think he's got to win the fight by a stoppage. And not only will he uh, solidify his place at the top of the heavyweight division, but he will give boxing, the whole sport of boxing, a shot in the arm. Because we all know how the heavyweight division goes, so goes boxing. Um, I think Anthony Joshua will win by stoppage. And uh, that's my official prediction. Sal, how do you see the fight going? What you said. <laughs> what? Okay, listen. listen. Uh, what? I need you to elaborate a little more than that, Sal. <laughs> listen, you know, we, we, we could bet with our heads. We could bet with our hearts. And, you know, th these guys are so, so good at what they do. And, and I have so much respect for them. I almost wish it was a draw. It's not going to be. Um, and I think Klitschko's got to go out there, as you said, with no respect for Joshua. He's got to be dominant early. 
he's got to get the respect of Joshua by landing one of his heavy blows early. I think that first round, you're going to see the first half of the first round as a, a as a pawing session, a jab here and there, getting their distance. But I believe before the end of the first round, you're going to see Klitschko trying to land one of his haymakers, one of those heavy right hands. Klitschko's only best bet is to hurt Joshua early and to take him out and to, to jump on him early and fight fight Joshua like he's still his sparring partner, like he's going to go out there and be dominant, like he's the champion, and he's got to go out there and be dominant with the jab, establish the distance, and he's got to unleash a right hand, whether he works it to the body, then to the head. I think that's that's a changing up a little bit is what he should do. Is that his style? Ah, you know, we're going to wait to see. But if he's going to win, he's got to jump on Joshua early, he's got to establish his, his jab, and he's got to put that right hand right on the target, uh, follow with a left hook and some combinations to the body. And that's the only way. If he stops Joshua, within, he, he can stop Joshua within the sixth round. That's going to be uh, Klitschko's victory. Otherwise, I see what Joshua could do. And Joshua's going to be patient. He's going to outbox a little bit early in the round. And he's going to stay away from those big blows. And he's going to probably establish uh, his dominance in the mid to later of the fight. And I see, this is with my head, not my heart, I see Anthony Joshua landing some of those blows after the fifth and sixth round that's going to start putting uh, um, Klitschko on his bike and uh, ultimately have him against the ropes. And I see uh, I see Anthony Joshua stopping Vladimir Klitschko later in the fight. You know, interesting thing you mentioned, uh, a body attack. You know, Vladimir no, Klitschko, attack, well, well, one, of, to... one of the things that he does that, you know, induces the uh, snoozing uh, aspect of his game is that he clinches and holds and uh uh you know uh, for whatever reason you know when when fighters try to move in on him you know he's proficient at at you know grabbing him wrapping him up and and waiting for a referee to break him up with that said you know you wonder should um anthony joshua be successful at uh, landing body shots um you know does that slow clinch go up the the question is is in order for Anthony Joshua to get inside and land body shots, he's going to have to accomplish a couple of things. Number one, he's going to have to avoid the clinches of uh, Vladimir Klitschko. And number two, you know, he, he puts himself in harm's way. I mean, it, it's going to boil down to if, if that fight does get in close, who's the better in fighter? And I don't know the answer to that question because I, I don't think that Klitschko has been in enough in fights um, he either clinches and holds and, and, you know, gets separated or pushes his opponents off. And Anthony Joshua, uh, you know, I haven't seen him do much of the same. So I, I think it would be interesting to see if that fight uh, does go inside. I mean, what do you think about that? You think it, it, you would just, were you just saying that as, you know, you hope that happens or do you see that happening? I could see it happening and I kind of hope it happens. But here's the thing. I think Anthony Joshua is going to be much more proficient on the inside if Klitschko tries to tie him up. Because part of tying a fighter up, you know, I, I had a wrestling background too. And I would love to tie up my, my opponent sometimes just to feel their strength, just to you know, a jockey for position, if you will. You know, you're holding one hand, you're trying to land an uppercut or over inside in the kidneys or whatever you could do to, uh, to uh, did I say kidney? Uh, liver, liver, liver. That was his, that was his, that was his target. <laughs> and, you know, and when you're inside, 
you could do that. You could feel the you could feel the, the strength or, or put your weight on an opponent. Uh, you could jockey for position as you I use that term and try to open up those those shots to the body and the uppercuts to the head and following up. And I think if that could be the plan that Klinchko tries to establish, I think it could backfire on him because I think Joshua does possess some crisp, sharp, tight, explosive, fast punches. Did I say that right? Yeah. And and I think that he could he could be a punching machine inside and establish some heavy shots. So I think if Klitschko wants to try and do that game, even though I think it's his style, uh, I think Anthony Joshua's going to have an answer for him and, and try to hurt him inside early. You know, you make a, a good point. I think that uh, Anthony Joshua is clearly uh, faster uh, yeah. than, than Vlad. And we'll see if he can utilize it. But, uh, hey, listen, if, if you're listening or watching right now uh, during the live show and you have uh, uh, your thoughts on this fight and who will win, I'm going to open up the phone lines. We'll, we'll, we'll try and take one caller or so, but unfortunately we'll have to kick uh, Sal to the curb to do it. But give us a call, 845-228-8710, with your thoughts on the fight. And uh, if uh, before we, we go to a caller, Sal, I want to ask... Uh, your thoughts, how big of a, a role will the referee play uh, in this fight? I think the referee, he should stay in the furthest neutral corner. <laughs> I mean, bottom line is, yeah, I mean, he, he's going to uh, probably play a role if they do clinch. And uh, if they're holding on, if they're doing too much and there's not much action, referee's going to try and break them apart. But if he will allow them to fight inside and and as I use that term, jockey for position, let the fighter try to work themselves into the position. That I think, I think that's going to be a key factor. I think some of this fight, as much as we could see a big shot land from either a guy on the outside, I think the 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 inception or the initial uh, exchange of blows is going to be from the inside. And I think that could be a big part if this a referee allows these guys to tie up and to fight inside a little bit. I agree, I, and I hope that they do choose a referee that lets these guys fight because, uh, you know, if if a referee is going to break them up every single time that, uh, you know, they're in the clinches, they're in the, the you know, they're in, in close in a phone booth, so to speak, that's definitely favoring uh, Klitschko uh, in that fight. But uh, considering the fights in England, uh, which brings me to another point, 90,000 people. I mean, this fight uh, sold out very quickly, uh, and then the powers that be uh, in, in the city uh, got uh, all kinds of, uh, um, you know, uh, variances to, to extend uh, the arena to, to seat 10,000 more. And it wasn't so much the setup of the arena that they needed, but the city itself uh, needed to be able to accommodate 10,000 more people. Uh, wow. It was set up to handle 80,000. And uh, so they uh, are bringing extra security and, and uh, transportation, et cetera, et cetera, to the city uh, to make sure that, uh, uh, you know, they can uh, accommodate 90,000 fans uh, safely. And uh, they're very uh, uh, sure that that's going to happen. And this fight uh, did sell out uh, extremely quickly. And we were talking about this, uh, I guess, last week about the uh, uh, aftermarket pricing of these tickets, Sal, ringside seats uh, being sold after market 
uh, for uh, you know U.S. dollars, uh, close to two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Uh, Told me that two hundred thirty-five thousand pounds or something like that. Um, unbelievable uh, that they that they would go that much that that high. But it goes to show you the differences in the fan base uh, here in the United States. Uh, yeah, you know our top fighters do well on pay-per-views, uh, but us Americans like our fat fannies on the couch uh, and watching from home. Whereas uh, over in Europe, uh, specifically in, in England, uh, the fight fans love to be there. And it's a very uh, vocal and boisterous crowd. And I, I, always, uh, I always love watching fights from, uh, from the UK because, you know, the fans, that atmosphere makes it uh, so much better. What do you think? I think you're right, and don't forget about the pint of Guinness. Oops, was that a plug? No, that adds, that adds to the emotion, the drama, everything else. No, the fight fans. Billy, I'll tell you what. I'm so excited for this fight. I wish you and I were ringside commentating on this fight. I mean, can you imagine? Uh, but I love the fight fans in England. They, uh, they really – I mean, I love the fight fans, period, but they're just so much more animated in England. And and it's like it's like an event. They all rise. The fans rise to the occasion too. They realize, hey, this is our night out. Let's go have a great time. It's not just watching a fight. They become part of the fight. You know, that's a great point. But you know, the the whole thing is. And the other thing I like about uh, the uh, the UK boxing scene is the fact that you know when you when you see the audience, and and you're right, everything they drink is in pint glasses. So uh, you know. <laughs> But when, when they when they pan the audience, it's 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 so diverse. Um, you know, you're seeing young people, you're seeing older people, you, you you're seeing couples. You know, uh, you know when you yes. when you watch the fan bases in uh, uh, in the United States, I mean, generally it's the same age group, you know, and uh, uh, same people all the time, you know, and uh, it's uh, it's not as exciting. And and a lot of times, you know, you could hear a pin drop uh, in an arena in the U.S., and that's never the case uh, over in England. So uh, I love that. Um, as far as the fight, getting back to uh, Vladimir Klitschko's attitude towards this fight and, and his statement about saying that, you know, this is his signature fight, even though he's got nothing left to prove. Um, you know, it, it almost seems to me that, you know, why else would he be doing this? I mean, you would have to assume that he's – I know that they're going to be walking away with, you know, I've heard rumors uh, uh, that they're each going to be making close to $30 million U.S., uh, each uh, for this fight, uh, aside from the monetary gain, which you would think that Vladimir Klitschko is not in need of. I mean, uh, he's financially uh, uh, set. Uh, he's never really wasted money. Uh, he's, uh, you know, a smart guy and all of that. Um, do you think it's the money, or, or do you really think that, that Vladimir Klitschko has something to prove? And like he says, to himself, he doesn't care about anybody else. And you know, when you're when you're trying to convince yourself of something, you could be a tough out. I mean, you could be a tough out. It, it, it's it's this is an emotional fight for Klitschko, and you know what? Out of that thirty million, he'll probably pocket seven. Well, how can but, he live uh, on that? Sorry, how can he live on that? I mean, how could I? I that I was just trying to imagine the same thing, but uh, the bottom line, the bottom line is this. He's gotten some of those big purses in the past. I'm sure he's already living on it. Um, this is what he said, his signature fight. This is his ultimate twilight test for himself. 
This is the man looking in the mirror, being happy with the man looking back and smiling and saying, you know what? This is my time. This is what I got to prove. And this is what I got to do for me. And that's the emotion. That's the, the, the drive. You know, each fighter has to have an incentive and a drive uh, to be passionate, to be a fire. And this is his cumulative experience in years coming to heart, looking in the mirror and saying, this is my moment. And this is the test against me. Not so much even Anthony Joshua. This is what I got to pull out from a 41-year-old me to see what I'm really built of and made of and consist of and what my mind and my body could work together unison in unison to, to, to establish. So this is coming from him, from his perspective. This is his test against himself. And this is his challenging himself. And I, I give my hats off to him because that's, that's a great thing. That, that's an empowering feeling. And that's great. And I hope whatever whatever happens tomorrow night, I hope those answers are fulfilled in a way that he can go on and live with himself with a smile on his face when he looks in the mirror. And I'm sure he will because he's a champion inside and out of the ring. No doubt. Hey, Sal, let's take a short break, and uh, we will uh, come back with uh, some final thoughts. So uh, Sal and I will be back in two. The Billy C. Morning Show will be right back. Have you heard? Proactive Plus is faster and better than ever. Stay tuned for a million bottle giveaway and you'll also receive free shipping. Do you have troubled skin? Acne? Well, we have great news. With Proactive Plus, your acne can heal and you can help prevent new breakouts from happening. Don't miss this limited time offer. Give us a call at 800-567-0214 because we're going to let a million people try Proactive Plus risk-free and get two free gifts and also receive free shipping when you call right now. You heard it. This offer won't last long. So call Proactive Plus now and you'll receive a 60-day risk-free trial of Proactive Plus, two free extras, and free shipping. Call 800-567-0214. This is our exclusive radio offer, never on TV. Get your risk-free 60-day trial of Proactive Plus with free shipping. That's right, free shipping. Don't wait. Call 800-567-0214. That's Speaking of joining me, uh, Sal Rocky Senecola is with me now. And uh, Sal, um, I got uh, uh, my thoughts on, on this fight. I mean, is there more, like Vladimir Klitschko says, do you think there's more pressure on uh, Anthony Joshua? More pressure on Anthony Joshua. First of all, the pressure is he wants to protect that O, even though, you know, like, like I said, he... He is the favorite. Uh, 
and he is also a former sparring partner to someone who was a favorite. And I think the pressure is on him with keeping that O. And also, let's face it, he's had to, these guys are somewhat familiar with each other. And on that level, I don't think they'd be going into the ring if they felt they were inferior to the other fighter. They both feel they have one up on the other opponent. That's, that's the beauty of this. That's the beauty of also facing a, a, a champion or being a sparring partner. Because you know what? You feel you have one up. Both fighters. So that's what this is going to bring to the level of excitement. Each fighter feels they have one up and ready to go to, to oust the other one. Um, and I think the pressure is going to be more on Anthony Joshua. Because, as I said, Vladimir Klitschko is empowered by no longer being the mouse on the treadmill or the wheel, however he analogized that. He, he has nothing else to prove. He has lost. He has been knocked out. He has had the, 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 the time where he's been low and he's come back up. So he's got nothing to prove. He's going to go out there, uh, unleash, take the governor off, and hopefully he's going to be at peace with himself, establishing and being dominant what he feels is going to be his greatest and best moment. And I think that's great. You know, uh, a, a fight like this, uh, Vladimir Klitschko is actually in a, a win-win situation. Yes, he is. If, if he wins the fight, he says, see, I'm the best. Uh, you know, I, 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 it's no mistake. I, I've dominated the division for a decade. If he loses, he says, okay, my time's up. I'm over. You know, I tried my best. I, I You know, uh, age, father time caught up with me. Anthony Joshua is on the rise. I can't believe that Anthony Joshua, uh, despite the, the weight uh, that uh, the reports are coming in about the weigh-in, I, I, can't, I can't imagine that Anthony Joshua is taking this fight lightly. I can't imagine that um, he uh, uh, is already feels that he's accomplished what he has. Everything that I've ever heard come out of his mouth was all positive stuff. But maybe the pressure aspect, the, 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 the things that Vladimir Klitschko have been talking about, Maybe that is starting to weigh on Anthony Joshua. You know, uh, statements that we've made on this show today. You know, uh, this fight, uh, you know, the, the winner of this fight, should Anthony Joshua win this fight, he's going to change the complexion in the heavyweight division. He's going to, uh, you know, uh, get boxing back in the way we want it and, and all these things. And, you know, obviously we're not the only ones saying this, you know. So maybe that pressure uh, of the fight is... Uh, weighing on uh, uh, Anthony Joshua. But listen, you know, uh, the bell's going to ring uh, tomorrow night, and uh, we are going to be here for the post-fight show. Now, we're going to be doing our post-fight show as soon as the fight is over. Now, we're talking about the live broadcast, which here in the States is going to be around 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, so make sure you watch the fight and then tune in right here on all of our vehicles, uh, whether it's BillyCBoxing.com or our YouTube channel, uh, on uh, Fight TV, on the Holyfield Network, uh, uh, our podcast, uh, everything will have uh, our post-fight show. So make sure that you uh, check it out here. We will be opening up the phone lines and uh, we'll be getting your thoughts uh, in between uh, our thoughts. And, and speaking of thoughts, I want to give a shout out to my man Dax Khan. He's a little under the weather uh, today and uh, hopefully he'll be back uh, to normal um, early next week. So... Uh, uh, all I could say to uh, my man Dax is a speedy recovery, and uh, hopefully uh, all uh, will go well. 
Uh, but to get out of the uh, Vladimir Klitschko-Anthony Joshua fight for a second, Sal, uh, there are a couple of other fights this weekend. Uh, one we already talked about with uh, uh, Cuba Pula fighting uh, Kevin Johnson. And uh, we also mentioned Carlos Zambrano against uh, Claudio uh, Murillo, uh, which is a, a fight which, incidentally, is kind of comical since the WBA is putting their interim. Remember, this is the same sanctioning body that keeps saying they want to clean up their all their belts. Well, they're putting their interim featherweight title on the line for this fight. Um, and, and Carlos Zambrano, despite being out a year and a half, is getting a shot. So, uh, you know. Uh, I think it's uh, crazy. There's also Casey Ramos against uh, Miguel Beltran. And then the, the battle of uh, uh, Chavez against uh, Alvarez is taking place this weekend. Uh, Alvarez against Chavez. No, no, I'm not losing my mind. Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh. Canelo Alvarez and Julio Cesar Chavez. No, no, they're fighting uh, next week. Uh, yes. but, uh, but this week, Ramon Alvarez which is Canelo Alvarez's brother, and Omar Chavez, who is Julio Cesar Chavez Jr.'s brother, are fighting each other uh, this uh, week. Uh, so uh, we'll see what happens there. It's actually a rematch. Uh, it's uh, the second fight. The first fight, Alvarez uh, came out on top. And I don't know if you've ever uh, seen Omar Chavez fight, but you know, a lot of people regarded him as being a much more talented fighter than Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. And uh, one other thing I noticed uh, about some uh, publicity shots recently, uh, Chavez uh, Jr. is extremely bigger than uh, Canelo Alvarez, so it's going to be interesting to see how that uh, unfolds. I have not heard of anything uh, going on in Chavez Jr.'s camp since uh, his father was uh, critical of his discipline, uh, lack of discipline. But, uh, Sal, how about this? It was made official... Uh, the other day. Now, we talked about this actually, uh, I think, uh, two weeks ago, but um, it was made official the other way that Triple G uh, is definitely not fighting again uh, in June. He, he His goal was to fight again in June uh, after right. his fight with Daniel Jacobs. And now the game plan, uh, according to his team um, and himself, is that he is going to wait to fight the winner of Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. against Canelo Alvarez, and that fight will take place sometime in September. Do you think that Triple G is making the smart decision here? And before you answer, the things that really are, are in question is, number one, is he smart to, to wait and fight one time for arguably more money than to possibly fight two fights? Uh, or should he have tried to, to unify the belt uh, against the Billy Joe Saunders, which he shouldn't have had much difficulty with, uh, and then look at the winner of Alvarez uh, Chavez Jr.? Uh, what do you think? Do you think he's making the smart decision, or do you think that um, he needed time to heal? I mean, what's, what's your thoughts? Well, you know, he... Uh... He had a, a rougher fight his last time out, and uh, I think for him to get his head on straight again and to to really assess and look at the styles and to prepare himself right, I think waiting for the winner of next week's fight and uh, having it in the fall, I think is ideal for him. Would, do I think it was the best route to take? No, I would have loved to have seen him fight Billy Joe Saunders and win that other belt. That would have been dynamic. That would have been the way to go. That would have been my choice and my decision. 
had I had that opportunity. Uh, that's gone. It's not going to happen. Now the next big mega fight for him will be the winner of next week's fight between Chavez and Alvarez. And I think uh, he's making the right move waiting for those two because you don't want to take another chance. If you can't fight Billy Joe Saunders in between and get that other belt, but you know what? Then just wait and see. Pick it up. Make it a mega money fight. Make it a big promotion and take on the winner from next week's fight. And let's, uh, let's get that over with once and for all. You know, Triple G's 35 years old. That's what and, I'm saying. He's got and, only a couple fights left. Yeah, and and for a guy in his weight class, you know, 35, I mean, it's heavyweights can get away with it, but I'm not so yeah. sure the other divisions can. So he's 35 years old. Uh, and like you just said, you know, he doesn't have many fights left. The fight against, uh, you know, Canelo Alvarez is clearly a money fight. Billy Joe Saunders does nothing for him except give him his goal of collecting all the belts. Um you know, but Billy Joe Saunders would not be a, a competitive fight against Triple G, and I don't care how bad his last two performances were. But, you know, when you look at the um, Canelo Alvarez and Julio Cesar Chavez fight, even though we've talked about this several times, you know, this fight is being fought at a catch weight, 164.5 pounds, which is technically super middleweight. I mean, it's 4.5 yeah. pounds over the middleweight limit. And Chavez Jr., you know, very well may not even come in at weight. You know, he may uh, be come in to fight overweight. Maybe that's part of their plan to be bigger. Uh, there's not, no title on the line, of course. Uh, I'm sure there's some forfeiture of uh, monies. You know, he'll for, have to forfeit some money. But I, I, I still believe that, you know, uh, Chavez Jr. is going to give Canelo a tough fight. I, I really do. I, I don't think this is a layup, Sal. And, and you know, I, the thought of, you know, uh, Triple G fighting Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., I don't even like that fight for Triple G. I mean, Chavez Jr., Sal, right now, has so much at stake. I, 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 you know, if this kid can't get disciplined and be at his best against Canelo, he never will. What's your thought? No. Uh, you know, you hit it on the head. Like I said, whether, whatever's happening in his camp between he and Papa Chavez, I'll tell you what, could be rhetoric, could be lulling uh, Alvarez into complacency, which is not going to happen. They're both professionals. But, uh, you know, you, you still may want to leak something out that's not, not, uh, the, not the truth. Uh, the bottom line is this is Chavez's greatest opportunity and moment to rise to the occasion, to do a hell of a job, to put on a performance, to increase his marquee value or whatever else, or this is going to be his way of removing himself from that upper tier and uh, letting uh, Alvarez uh, dominate and stop him. So this is a great fight, but he is not a layup. This is what the significance of this fight represent. This is Chavez's last hurrah to say, hey, I'm stellar. I'm on top of the world. I could beat anybody in my weight, and I'm going to do what you've all wanting, have been wanting me to do and show you that, yes, I do possess the blood of my father, that, that with all the talent and the skill that you've seen me possess, it's all going to come cumulatively together, and I'm going to show you tonight. I don't know if that's going to happen, but he is a dangerous opponent for anybody because of his body attack and because of his size. He's a big guy. You know, I, I just, and, and I say this, even I'm sick of it. I've said it so much. But, you know, the weakness that Canelo has is, you know, he, he doesn't hit effectively on the move. And he's kind of got to plant his feet and stand in front of his opponent and then let his hands go. And, 
you know, that's going to fight right into the strength of Chavez Jr. And um, I, I, I said this, you know, when the fight was first announced, I was just like everybody else. Oh, no, you know. But then a, a week later, when it, once it sunk in, I said, you know, this is not a smart fight for Canelo. I know maybe it's a moneymaker. You know, I know it's the, you know, Mexican versus Mexican. I mean, uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, interest in that fight from, from Mexico and, of course, Mexican-Americans. But uh, the truth of the matter is it's not a layup fight. I, I do give Canelo credit for, for this fight. Me I mean, Me you know, he, uh, he claims he's the biggest star in boxing today. And, you know, uh, he, although uh, I believe he's, he's following the blueprint uh, the success blueprint of Floyd Mayweather Jr. Uh, he is, uh, you know, fighting outside of Floyd Ray Mayweather Jr.'s blueprint in this particular fight. Whether his team has told him it's going to be an easy fight like Floyd liked to pick uh, or not, this is not an easy fight. You know, this is not uh, Floyd Mayweather against uh, Madonna, which, uh, you know, turned out to be uh, an exciting fight, the first one anyway. Um, you know, I, I just, it's going to be, a, it's a dangerous fight for uh, Canelo, and there's a lot on the line. Um, I, I think if Canelo loses this fight, you know, all of a sudden, uh, you know, Chavez Jr. and, and Triple G are, are, are fighting in September, and Canelo drops a, a few pegs. I mean, I, all of a sudden, I, there's a lot of pressure on Canelo. And, and the, other, the only other thing about the Triple G not choosing to possibly unify uh, all the belts by fighting Billy Joe Saunders is how can you trust Team Canelo, Sal? I mean, you know, uh, they've BSed uh, Triple G before. I mean, how do you trust that team? Well, you can't. You, you know, I, just what you said. The only thing you can trust is not to trust. And like I said, there's rhetoric, there's this, that. Until things are signed, sealed, and they deliver, you never know what's going to happen with the Canelo camp. And, you know, you and I have been talking about Canelo and his style. The night we saw... Canelo fight Mayweather. I mean, he's always had that 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 deficit or problem with, with getting set and punching and all that. You would think in the last four years or something, three years, that they would have corrected that. And I, I I'd like to say they they have probably worked on that. But yet again, that may be his style. And if that's his comfort zone, his style, he's not going to get away from it. So this fight against Julio Cesar Cervez Jr. Is going to be a very risky fight for him. And guess what? The pressure is more, I think, on Canelo Alvarez. So you hit it right on the head. We'll see what he could deliver. Well, next week, uh, obviously, uh, that fight will be taking place. And, of course, we'll be doing a post-fight show after that one. And uh, we'll be uh, talking all next week uh, about the buildup of that fight. But uh, this weekend, we have uh, the biggest fight in the heavyweight division to date for a long time. Um, not ever, but uh, at least for a long period of time. A long uh, time. I, I suppose we could throw in Tyson Fury against Klitschko, but prior to that. So uh, hopefully all you guys will be watching it. And then don't forget to tune in here uh, on our uh, network to uh, watch uh, our post-fight show. And we will be opening up the phone lines. Uh, of course, uh, I'll be scoring the fight myself. So we'll have, uh, uh, should it go to the scorecards, we'll have uh, our opinions on that. Uh, so we'll be able to give you our uh, opinions on the fight and uh, hopefully uh, where we feel each fighter will go from, from here. Uh, after the fight itself, um, there are rumors that there are rematch clause in it. So we, if it's a close fight, maybe we see a rematch. Uh, if it's a, a blowout knockout win for either guy, I doubt we see a rematch unless Anthony Joshua gets knocked out. Then, of course, he's going to want a rematch. 
But if uh, he blows out uh, Klitschko, I mean, what? Why would anybody want to see it again? You know. That's right. Uh, That's but true. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, we we hope that you tune in uh, for the post fight show, and um, keep your eyes on uh, on this show because uh, we're uh, incorporating a lot of changes we've been working on. We told you. Uh, when 2017 kicked off, even though uh, it's been several months already, almost five uh, since uh, the new year started. We're almost half. Can you believe we're almost halfway through? We got the new month uh, starts uh, Monday, you know. Uh, I, you know, half of a year uh, is going to be, pa- you know, behind us in, in a few weeks. Uh, but, uh, but the bottom line is, you know, some of the changes that we made on this show took some time. And uh, we got a lot, of, lot more coming. And, uh uh, one thing is for sure, we will be bringing back our trivia question. We uh, have a trivia question every single day, and uh, we'll be giving away prizes for free for the first correct answer. And I will uh, tell you guys, they're, they're not easy trivia questions. We don't like to just give you stuff. We may have to make you earn it. But uh, anyway, Sal, any final thoughts on the big fight coming up oh, this boy. weekend between I, I Vladimir no, Klitschko so and excited. Anthony Joshua? I'm bobbing and weaving in my seat. I, I'm so excited. I, I can't. I can't sit still. I just want to say I, I can't wait. I'm anticipating this fight, and looking forward to even next week. But I don't want to look past this fight because I want to enjoy it. Uh, no, let's uh, let's see what happens tomorrow night. May it be a good fight. May both men be protected and uh, from permanent harm or injury. But let the best man win, and we're going to see the hopefully two men giving it their best. My final thoughts on this fight is uh, I've been saying it all along. I think that uh, it's the most substantial heavyweight fight we've seen in a long time. I think the ramifications of this fight uh, go well beyond the heavyweight division. Uh, Anthony Joshua is some new blood. He's fresh. Uh, I love him. I said when uh, the first time I saw him come out and fight, I I said this is the guy. Uh, He's going to be the new face of boxing. And he's a good face to have. Uh, this is a humble guy, a guy that's admitted that, you know, he wants to continue learning. Um, you know, if he does talk smack, he'll, he'll try to back it up, although I haven't heard much smack from him. The, 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 the worst thing that's come out of his mouth for the buildup of this fight is that he says that uh, Vladimir Klitschko is old enough to be his father. And that was actually a quote that Vladimir Klitschko said. So, uh, you know, I, I love uh, this approach uh, from, uh, uh, from him and his team. Uh, they, uh, they seem humble. They seem uh, eager to get better and better, and it's something that I feel that he has. There's no question and no doubt that uh, come tomorrow night, he is going to be in the ring with the best opponent that he's ever faced in his life. And win, lose, or draw, he's going to learn uh, a lot from fighting Vladimir Klitschko uh, tomorrow night. So uh, my thoughts are the same. I am predicting Anthony Joshua to win this fight, and I do think that he will stop uh, Vladimir Klitschko uh, in an exciting fashion. I would not be surprised if uh, both fighters hit the canvas in this fight, uh, but at the end of the night, Anthony Joshua's head uh, hand will be raised, he will uh, be a unified champion. Then it's going to be interesting to see what the self-proclaimed best heavyweight in the world, Deontay Wilder, does next. Because that would be the obvious fight that the fans will want to see. Unfortunately, uh, sanctioning bodies have mandatories and all the other BS. 
So, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Deontay Wilder go after uh, Joseph Parker uh, and then he unify a title and try to out-bargain uh, Anthony Joshua should he win uh, or Vladimir Klitschko should he win. The winner of this fight tomorrow night needs to fight Deontay Wilder. No more BS. I mean, it's time for Deontay Wilder to put up or shut up. And first things first, it's time for the, like Sal said, the best guy to win tomorrow night. So uh, make sure you tune it in here for our post-fight show approximately six minutes after uh, the official announcement is made. We are talking about the live broadcast. I know that they'll be doing a rebroadcast here in the States, but the live broadcast, uh, approximately six minutes. Tune it in right here. Until then, make sure you tune in. Same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, I'll leave you with this. Ciao, baby.